Right. Okay. So welcome to episode 16 of Ear to the Streets podcast. Um, today I'm with a uh, singer, songwriter, vocalist, guitarist. Um, should I carry on? <laughs> um, James Reedy, how you doing? You okay? Uh, yeah, I'm wonderful. Um, I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a good time, keeping busy. So I can't complain at all. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, no, good. And uh, I remember coming across your uh, your music. I think it was 2019. I think. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was around. And I'm, I think it was alone. Oh yeah, thank you so much. That's amazing. Yeah, that was the that was the first track we ever released. Yeah, that was that was that was a um, September 2019 yeah, yeah. to be precise. Or was it September 2018? That was September 20, 2019. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember um, the person that told me, they said, oh, he's from Birmingham. So make sure you look, because obviously people give me music all the time and I'm like, oh, listen to this person. And I, I do listen to it. But when you hear that it's someone from Birmingham, you're more, you're, my ears pricked up a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay, let me see who this is. Um, is that the song that was on BBC introducing West Midlands as well? Yeah, so I think, well, they've played, um, they've played three of the tracks of release so far. So they've played um, Alone, um, VSL and uh, Broken Stranger, but that was the first one yeah. he ever released. So to get to get that picked yeah, up yeah. Um, was sort of like an amazing experience. So I'm very grateful to the guys yeah. over there for kind of picking it up and supporting the track and playing it on radio. That's yeah, hundred percent. I think a lot of you know people don't realise how much music is probably submitted to to BBC anyway. You know, in terms of how much music mm-hmm. they probably have to listen and filter through. So you know, it's a it's a, it's a success in itself, really, just to to get it on there. So, um, but I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to go back and talk about um, what would best describe you as a as a musician because I feel like there's the sort of uh, sort of pop elements, country, blues. Sometimes I think I'm listening to an R and B artist. Sometimes you know, there's so many different there's so <laughs> many different aspects to you. So what would without boxing yourself in? Because I hate when people try and you know box themselves into a genre because I think you can't really do that. But what would you describe yourself as? That's amazing. Thank you so much. I think that's that's something people have said to me before. Like you're almost like a chameleon. Like I don't quite know what to expect from you. But I think what's wonderful is, you know, in terms of my my sound and my style, I think there's overall there is a definite commercial element to it. Like there's no two ways of get, get, getting getting away from that. I should say. Even I think even when I try not to be commercial, it sounds commercial just because of mm. the brand, the sound, my vocal. Um, but what I quite enjoy is taking you know, elements from, from all the areas of music I'm interested in, whether that be blues, you know, you touch on like an R&B element, whether that be rock, whether that be, you know, country. Um, and I think what the sort of commercial aspect of my sound allows me to do is to take those, you know, those elements from sometimes, you know, non-commercial genres and put them into commercial sound and then ultimately create what, you know, is my brand and my sound and sort of my identifiable uniqueness, if you like. Um, so I think that's the best way to describe it. And I think, as I said, that's that's something I really enjoy because I've got so many influences across so many different genres of music. Um, and I just feel like that allows me to kind of draw on each and every single one of them, but while keeping encapsulated in the sort of the same sound, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And um, I remember I mentioned before about Alone, uh, listening to that. But then I think um, the, the the song that really touched me was, um, is it called Love Me? Love Me, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so 
Yeah, powerful, powerful song. Um, and I think for me, um, probably because I could connect to it on a, a personal level um, in yeah. terms of the backstory behind the song itself. Um, obviously, I, I don't have a relationship with my father and, and, and he's been sort of absent for so many, well, since I was right. about seven. So it's kind of like, you know, when you relate to a song and it, it connects with you on a personal level, it means a bit more. So um, just... Yeah, that's nice. Just, just give us a bit more of that kind of backstory and, and, and why you decided to do that song. So basically, I think we all have these interesting moments and so and I'm, I'm, I'm really appreciative that you actually, um, you understand, you know, the backstory behind the song and sort of where it's came from. Um, so thank you very much for that. Um, but basically, um, it stems from, um, I think we all have these moments as songwriters where I definitely do anyway. Like often I don't really know how I feel about a situation or how I'm feeling until I put it into a song. Um, and it and it was a situation and a relationship that dominated, you know, particularly my teenage years and sort of, you know, uh, my early twenties or whatever else. It was this kind of, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, particularly emotionally and kind of um, how I struggled emotionally. It's something that dominated the area of my life. Um, and as I said, we have these moments where we kind of, uh, yeah. So I think the best way to describe it is I was, I was sort of, you know, looking for songs, playing around with the guitar. And I was getting these lyrics and I was kind of like, well, what what does this mean to me? Um, and then the more and more the song sort of came mm. into place, the more and more it made sense. Um, and then that was sort of, it was, you know, finished and formulated from that viewpoint. Um, and this thing, what I love about that song, it's not it's not a song about being sad. and It's not a song about, you know, um, yeah, it's not a song about wallowing your emotions or being sad. It's a song about, you know, regaining your own power and your own strength and kind of saying to people, you know what, despite the fact that, you know, um, this has happened or um, I've had this experience in my life, you know, there's, I'm, I'm stronger for it and I'm coming through that because and despite of that. Um, and I think that's really what the song encapsulates, encapsulates for me. Um, and I think that's why in terms of the reduction of style as well, that was the direction I wanted to go in because I wanted that kind of fierce kind of rock and roll bounce and that power and that strength to come through in the song. You know, it's not a song about being sad. It's a song about being strong and, and, and coming through that. Yeah. You almost, you almost flipped the idea of growing up almost with like an, um, with an absent father as a, as thought of as, as being a sad thing rather than, yeah, he's not around, but this is what I'm going to do in terms of him not being around what I can do rather than, you know, most people think of that, Oh, it's such a shame. Yeah. It's this, yeah. it's that. But the way that song came across, it was almost like, well, yes, this is what the cards I'm being dealt with, but this is what I'm also trying to express. Uh, absolutely. And, and I think you, you've hit the nail on the head. I think particularly as young males, um, not having like a strong, you know, you know, paternal, like male paternal figure in your life, what kind of impact, like you'll understand that as much as I do, like the mm. impact that can have on you in terms of your confidence, you know, I think like, it left me with just a massive fear of rejection. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, it, for me, with regards to my relationship with my father, it wasn't like something that kind of disappeared overnight. It was almost like it sort of disapparated over, over a number of years and it kind of just got to a point where it was almost like it was non-existent or it was kind of just you know, for the sake of doing it. And it was, it was more just yeah, that yeah. kind of lack of emotional connection in my life that really impacted on me. Um, and I think until you kind of go through that experience, you don't fully appreciate what kind of impact it can have on your life. And I just think, um, yeah, man, I think particularly, you know, young males, they need strong male role models. And I think, you know, if we're building society now, that's something that we should always 
bring to the forefront. I think, you know, you know, we're talking about taking the positives out of a situation. Like I look at how I'm going to be for my children. And I'm sure I know you've just mentioned you've got two, mm. two, 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 two young kids, haven't you? So it's like, yeah, I, I yeah. bet that's completely revolutionized the way you parent. Um, and I think it's just about, as you say, take the positives in that situation and learn and grow and develop, um, you know, and break those sort of generational curses, if you like, and, and build a better future for, for, for definitely my family and, and, you know, I know yours. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the things for me that I've, you know, taken away from that experience um, is just to, to break that kind of cycle um, and almost that kind of, um, you know, that cycle of not having... A, a male role model in your life I think that is definitely like you said it's definitely key and I think it helps because you know it almost crosses over to the next generation their generation after that and so on and so on so it's almost breaking that cycle um of that and uh, you know I see when I see like young parents or not say young but you know dads of my age or whatever and they're kind of there in their children's lives that they're, they're there every day you know it just brings a bit more joy because you know, even thinking back to like the moments of, you know, wanting to play football and all the other kids, their, yeah. their dads are at the football matches or the scouts are watching them because their dads are there and I'm just taking myself to these, these trials and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's a big yeah. thing. So I think, I think it's a, it's a big thing and it, it, it's a lot that I took from that song as well. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and, and for me, that's in essence, when you, when you create music, I think the, the, the biggest thing you get, but the most fulfilling thing you get back as a songwriter is when you have people turn around and say, your song helped me or it made me feel a certain way or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it gave me strength or anything like that, wonderful things like that, you know, the stories yeah. you hear. Um, that's, that, that's ultimate fulfillment for me. You know, if, if you know, a, a very good friend of mine, um, Bridge is his artist's name, is, a, is an artist producer, incredible guy. Um, he always says impact over numbers. So, you know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, the numbers will take care of themselves, but, you know, you can't buy a price on, like, that person who comes to you and says, that song, your song got me for a really dark moment, and you just think that's that's that makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. I want to I wanna move on and talk about um, Broken Stranger, which was released last year, I believe. It was, it was a yeah. year ago last week. I think it was the 27th or 28th. It would have to be Almost to the day. Well, we really, I released that while I was, I was actually in Morocco when yeah. that song was released, um, which is incredible. But yeah, continue, you, you far away. That was, must, have been a, must, must have been a nice feeling. Um, but yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you because I, I wanted to ask you because I feel like... Um, Within that song, there's again an important message um, which isn't really spoken about. Probably more so it is now, but um, you know, last couple of years it was almost like shoved under the carpet and wasn't really spoken about. And and um, there's elements where you you talk almost about a sexual assault in that song um, and pick up on those kind of topics. And I think it's a big message that has to be discussed in the right way and forums like this or in songs I think is the best way for that because it allows people to understand more sometimes you know as you know I've had Ruby on on this, uh, the podcast before and there was so much from that conversation that I had with her that I took away and it made me think about things just differently even in my own relationship and and just things like that so just talk us a bit through that yeah I mean absolutely I mean that was a song that's that probably song, written yeah. um it was obviously released a year ago it was probably written like 12 months even like 18 months before but um that song was birth and I think when I sort of started my kind of um 
I don't want to say musical journey. I think I kind of like set out into the world. I think I broke free of a mold of kind of like what the structure of society was and just started going out and living my life and experiencing things. Um, and I think when I did that, my whole kind of viewpoint of what, what, what the world was and what was going on in the world changed. Um, and I think I, I, I was in a relationship with, with, um, uh, a beautiful, say, beautiful lady for, for, for a short period of time. And I think, it sort of opened up my eyes to kind of, we're talking about like sexual assault. I think it opened up my eyes and it wasn't just this relationship, it's conversations I'm having with other women. Um, it just opened my eyes to kind of how common um, and how like not unusual this kind of thing is to a point where it was actually shocking. Um, and not just the, you know, straight up sexual assault. It's kind of like the, the, the treatment of women in society in general, like the general misogynism that goes on within society, the oppression yeah, yeah. Of, of, of women within society. And that's, it's not just going on, you know, this is not just modern times. It's been going on for like hundreds of years and where we're at now as a result of hundreds of years of, is. of, yeah, of, yeah. of oppressing women. And I think it comes out of a deep, you know, at the ultimately for me, um, that comes from like a, a deep rooted insecurity within men as a whole, if that makes sense, to feel that they need to control and suppress women. Um, and, and realistically, like, like where would we be without women in society? Like women birth every single one of us into this world. I don't think any of us would say we're, we'd be anywhere without our mothers. Um, and I think, um, you know, when we have, we have wives and girlfriends and then we fully appreciate what they give and what they bring. Um, and just when you see, you know, you see, see women's society, but I think it was, it was just a point I was going through my life and I was just realizing, as I say, how shockingly common this kind of thing was. Um, and I saw the kind of the, I don't want to use the word damage, but uh, for want of a better word, I kind of saw the emotional, uh, impact that this kind of thing had had on, on, um, the particular person that the song's about, um, like other, other women in general. Um, and as I, and, and I've often said, like the best way for me to express how I feel is through music, and that was the sort of best way I could kind of express this. Yeah, yeah. You know, looking at the world and saying, "Hang on a minute, there's, there's something, there's something wrong here that I kind of feel I need to kind of express," and that was where it was really birthed from. Mm. Um, and I think this is the thing that was right in the song. Now it would probably be a little bit more intrinsic because it's right, it's improved over 18 months but sometimes it's that straight and direct to the yeah, point yeah. you know what I'm talking about when, I, when you when you hear the song um and that was basically where 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 it came from but I mm. think the the one of the the biggest you know what makes me so like, giving the most pride around that song is again going back to what we were previously talking about I've had people say to me um that song that song that feel like that song's about me I feel like that song was written about me people come to me at the end of gigs and shows you know women girls come to me and say I feel that song's about me mm. and again it's not about it's not about sadness and it's not about even though it's like a you know a sad tale if you like it's not about sadness or anything like that it's about me saying like you know you know it, it's strength if in, in an essence like you know she she will she has that strength she will overcome this but I think it that's where it, it was really birthed from um and I think it was just my viewpoint mm. looking at the world and saying like this isn't right um, and just kind of me trying to express that in, in the best way I possibly could. But I think just on that as well, I think generally the last thing I will say on that is I think as men, I think what, what it's taught me as a man in society, like what do I need to do better within myself? 
um, and how can I behave better with them? It massively changed the way I kind of, because I think especially when you go through school and things like that, it's like a lad, lad, lad culture. Um, and I think when you, you start to understand things more and you speak to women, particularly you touch on the conversation you've had with Ruby, you start to say, right, how can I change behaviours within myself and what do I need to do better? Um, and then also as well, when you look around you and you say, right, I've got friends around me, I've got males around me who aren't behaving appropriately. Like it's also my responsibility to check these people. 100%. And also when you're raising children. So if I'm raising sons, how do I raise my son? Mm. Um, to to create a better world for women to live and and work and flourish in because the current structures we have in place aren't good enough. I agree, man, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I feel like a lot of it as well when it comes to things like sexual assault or it doesn't have to be sexual assault. It could just be mental or physical abuse of some some form. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. a lot of that, especially yeah. you know lockdown at the moment, COVID, all of that kind of stuff. I feel like it's not really discussed. It's probably not even reported, you know, like I remember we, me, me and Ruby were talking and a lot of the time these things are, are probably happening behind closed doors and they're not actually even being reported. So there's a lot to, there's still a lot I think to dissect from what's happening around that kind of stigma of sexual assault and uh, physical mental abuse. I think there's so much that needs still needs to be done, but I feel like the conversations are happening. Um, and obviously songs like yourself that you're writing, you know they're they're helping as well because for some some people that could be a part of their healing process and and things like that. Um, you know it's, it's something that is really really powerful and impactful as well. And I think without songs like 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 you've you've written there um, and you know discussions that we have, it's never going to you know things need to change. But these are going to be the things that are going to help that change as well. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the artworks because I feel like the artwork for for both for both. Um, for for broken stranger and also for um love me are very illustrated if that's the right word they've got such a, a meaning behind them that um how am i trying to describe this it's almost like a story in itself you know that there's something that from there so just talk me through the artworks and what was the concept and the idea behind them so the artist who produced those artwork, first of all, is um, uh, a wonderful artist by the name of Caitlin right. Doherty um, from Wolverhampton. Um, she's absolutely amazing. I will give her Instagram a plug. Um, also, at some point, we'll get that up. Um, we can drop but, it in the description as well. Yeah, we will do it. Yeah, so it's fucking... Do you want to do that now? Should do it later. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll do it. I'll do it in a second. No, no, I can, I'll do yeah, we'll it. Um, but yeah, so Caitlin, I, I basically met Caitlin through uh, an artist friend of mine called um, Naomi Dawes, another wonderful artist. Um, and she did some artwork for Naomi. And I just looked at it and I was instantly drawn to it. Like it made me feel something. Mm. And I was like, I want that. Um, and I just think, you know, in terms of the, the creation, I sort of sat down with Caitlin and was like, these are the songs this is what's going on in my head. And I think generally with most people I work with, I do this kind of process. I've got like a vision or an, like an idea in my head of what it, what it's, what, what I want to create. And I give them what's going on in my mind. And then they almost birth it into these wonderful, you know, whether it be artwork or whether it be working on you know, production or whatever else. Um, and she just produced these stunning pieces of art, really. And I think like credit to her. Um, I mean, your broken strange is beautiful, particularly love with me means like a lot to me. Like I looked at it and it was scary because, because the originally the, the concept I had in my head was 
was just a child sitting in front of the window, if you look at the Love Me artwork. But um, yeah, yeah. she ended up drawing three, which is weird because there's, I'm one of three. There's three of us. Um, wow, okay. So it was just strange how it was kind of birthed. But um, full credit mm-hmm. to her, really. I think she just kind of got the the feeling and the, and the general direction of the song. Um, and, um, yeah, she, she just kind of came back to me and absolutely smashed it. It was very little, very little almost direction even for me it was kind of this is what's going on in my head and and she birthed that i'm just going to get up caitlin's um uh instagram if i can so it's yeah, sure. uh eight two two one five nine underscore fema and i will drop that so just drop that in the little description here yeah if you can and then we'll add that to the description for the podcast episode because i think yeah it's so so detailed and um like I said, it kind of tells you the story before you've listened to the song in a way. And I feel like that's, uh, you know, people, I think I've said it a few weeks ago on the podcast, but sometimes people don't really put, they put a lot of effort into the songwriting and the the, the singing, the, even the, the mix down of the song and the mastering, they put all the effort in and they forget about the artwork, which is what the first thing you see when you release music, it's the first thing you see. And if that doesn't attract someone, it's just as, you know, that's got to be just as attractive as, the actual music itself so i feel like even absolutely as soon as that's what draws you in, yeah it's yeah kind of that boom and I, I, again it wasn't really anything i thought about when i started making music and it was only when it came to release and i was like you have to create oh <laughs> you have to create artwork right that's what that is yeah yeah um and i think i'm just grateful with you know all the people i work with all the people i met but um caitlin's just just a really special really wonderful person incredible artist um you know, in terms of like, you know, going back to the topic we've just been talking about, how like strong, empowered yeah, um, yeah. women, you know, taking a world by storm. She's certainly one of those as well. And um, yeah, um, she's just credit to herself, really. No, she she really has done, done, done a good job on those artworks. And uh, hopefully you can work with her again in the future, because like I said, they tell a story. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I want to move over to sort of, and I don't really want to discuss it too much, but like the COVID, those impacts in terms of, because I know you do a lot of live music yeah. and you've um, you've got some gigs lined up, I think, coming up for June, I think. Um, I think that's the, the, the Castle and yeah, Falcon. Yeah. But, you know, you've played at some some venues that I've been to myself and I know a couple of mates, my mates are always or used to always be there, Sunflower Lounge and... Um, which is a big iconic, you know, if anyone who isn't from Birmingham, that is really like an iconic sort of place to play, you know? Um, sure, so yeah, you know, O2 Institute, I think you've done that as well. Yeah. We did an institute. We were meant to do the Academy, but obviously that show got, got pulled last year. Um, so we did the Sunflower Lounge, the Institute, the Castle and Falcon. Um, obviously meant to do the Academy that got pulled. Um, you know, Plenty of the venue, the Dark Horse and Moses is a great venue now. Other things like that. So yeah, we've thank we've been blessed to do the the you know the majority of of, of the great Birmingham venues. So um but yeah. And and I think so just so just in terms of how that, that's impacted on on Yeah, I was just gonna say because I know you you did um recently did a, a, a live sort of stream for, for Sunflower Lounge and that was in um conjunction with um, um is it charity called Mind? as well nine yeah yeah so how how have you so i was going to say how have you adapted from obviously playing live music in front of people to having to do live streams which 
I'm assuming is probably something that you've had to adapt to over the last 12 or 18 months. So I suppose the the, the, the last 12 months has been like a, like an interesting experience for everyone. I think I try to pay as sort of little attention as, as possible to what's going on in the world. Um because I think you've, that the, that your, the power of your focus is absolutely everything. Yeah. So for me, if it's something kind of, if it's like a negative concept or people are trying to drag me my attention away from really where I want it to be, which is feel good focus, generally it's total vision away from it. But obviously there comes a point where there's certain stuff that you can't ignore. If you can't play live anymore, then it's obviously, it's right in front of your face. So I think mm. it's just about sort of, you know, I think someone spoke wonderful words to me sort of this time last year. And it was James, uh, true mastery is the ability to look at something you don't want and harness an even greater power towards that which you do. Um, so it's like looking at this situation and say, well, it's, honestly, like just completely changed like the, the way I was looking at things in terms of like this time last year, like everything's shutting down. I'm like, what do I do? And I pushed against it at first. I was really pushing against it. Like I really want to do my live shows, blah, 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 blah. And obviously I still do. Um, but then it just changed perspectives. Go right. The power of my focus is really important. So where I'm going to direct it, and I think people have done incredible things in terms of streaming. For me, it's a great way of just kind of making sure that people are still hearing me. Like I spoke to people, and it's like it's just wonderful to be able to hear you singing and hear your music, you know, through the live streams. But also as well, like I know those live shows are coming back round. Like I can see them, I can visualize them. They're there. It's coming. So I just say to everyone around me, like dig the ditches and the rain will come. So if I say, if I can't do live shows now, what can I do for when those live shows are coming? You know, if I'm sitting in, 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 in my living room here playing guitar so my fingers bleed so that by the time I do get on stage, I'm going to be like 10, 20 levels above where I was previously. And I just think that's that's the most important thing. You know, it's it's kind of right. They are coming back round. They will come back round. You will not, live music just simply won't be suppressed. It just can't be. Um so I think that was kind of where my focus is. Um, and I think, you know, as I said, it's, it's, it, it ultimately is power of focus. Hmm. Yeah, no, and I agree with that as well. Um, have you ever played the Hare and Hounds? That's, that's another good iconic venue. Um, yeah, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. So um, we're just discussing like, venues and dates for like, because um, we've got an EP coming out later on this year, which I'm so excited about. We've got um, three of the five tracks completed already, and they're just they're incredible. Like everything I've done before, like I, I create a great song. Like love me when I create that song. I was like, this is the best song I've ever made. It's amazing. And then like you go yeah, and make yeah. another song. You're is like, that this top, is this it. They're just levels every <laughs> single time. Uh, but yeah, we're discussing yeah. like venues, um, and it's not there at the Hare and Hound just yet. But then I was just thinking like I can't wait because it's such an iconic venue as well. Um, and I've seen yeah, you know, great yeah, bands there, and I just. I just can't. I think you know we're probably hair and hounds maybe like twenty twenty two is probably like a realistic expectation yeah, in terms yeah. of being able to sell that venue out and do it well. If we're going to do it, might as well do it properly and do it well. Um, but um, yeah. yeah, you know that that will come back around for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mentioned just before. I think you've got. Um, is it June? You've got um, the Castle and Falcon with Jack Cattle. June the fifth. Yeah, Jack right. Cattell, so um, like brilliant guy, wonderful friend of mine. Um, I'm supporting Jack the 5th of June at the Castle and Falcon, um, which is the, the, the show we've got announced at the minute. Um, and then basically um, in, in you know, due course in a couple of months, we'll be announcing dates for, I've already booked in, but for the EP live launches. Um, and there'll be dates in Birmingham and London for that. So um, yeah. we're very excited. <laughs> Yeah, no, it sounds like you've got a busy few months, but um, I wanted to talk about AMS 
as well. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. What do you, so, I mean, AMS, um, in general, so AMS is just uh, a wonderful collective. It's headed up by um, uh, a man called um, Ben Stankham, a wonderful friend of mine, wonderful record producer, um, one of the most talented guys I've ever worked with. Um, it's um, it's everything in essence, you know, it, it is a record label, but it's, you know, more of a kind of like community family and just, you know, artists who, who work with, within the team, within AMS, if that makes sense. And it's just a you know, beautiful network of, of, of creators, if you like, and full credit to Ben for sort of setting that up. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's brilliant to work within the, the, the realms of it. And I think it allows me the perfect balance between um, record label and independent artistry, if that makes sense, even, you know, for, 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 for any and all the artists that sort of come through. Um, most are still mainly independent mm. um, and I think you know that it just as I said it gives that sort of perfect balance of of, of record label and, and independence to be honest yeah no 100% 100% um, yeah I agree with that as well I was going to get onto the independent route but um, yeah I think you know it's working for you I think even during lockdown you know like I said I think from when I've started listening to you to now and mm-hmm. seeing the work you've put in as an independent artist um, is amazing. Cause I think some people in lockdown sort of months or however, what has it been like a year now have probably took their foot off the gas, but you seem to have just been fifth gear still doing what you're doing. Like you said, playing your guitar till your fingers bleed. Um, if that's what it takes, you know, and I think that's what that mentality you've got to have. Yeah, man. I think, I think that I, I, I've, I've always had in the back of my mind, like, there will, there will be nothing that will ever stop me. Mm. Like in essence, that sounds like I'm, I'm not like I'm enjoying, I'm having a great time. I'm having a wonderful time. Like it doesn't mean I'm like burying my head in my sand, like grind day after day. Because I think the word grind is like a word that's used to kind of like yeah, work yeah. hard. And, um, but like, it's not really about that. It's about being blissful and enjoying yourself and having like a wonderful time in all, you know, the work and you use that word, that term lightly. Um, but I think for me, I think again, it comes back to that, that, that power of focus. And I think back to myself this time last year and I was, I was, I'd had a wonderful time, um, in Morocco just previously. Um, for, for anyone who doesn't know, I, I attended like, um, like a songwriting camp in Morocco, um, February last year and I had a wonderful time and I got back and then everything in the situation in regards to what's going on in society it just started kicking up mm. um, and I really struggled at first like I hit like a wall I was like wow like, I don't know where to go from here like especially in regards to me being an artist who generally most of my my, my, my work if you like, was live performance you know it was you know I think 2019 to 2020 I did over 100 live live, live shows live gigs yeah, yeah. and then in you know 20 to 21 I did three so it was that kind of, it was like, so it all started sort of ramping up and I, I hit a brick wall. I was like, where do I go from here? And then I received that beautiful quote, which you mentioned earlier. And then I was like, right, how can I, how can I change this up? I need to do something different. Um, and I think I just found a different focus. Um, and that now enabled me to still have, you know, last year was still one of the best years of my life professionally, um, mm. you know, in, in not just professionally, but in all aspects of my life. Um, and I think that basically just yeah. comes down to power of focus. Um, and, um, yeah, I think just that belief in my mind that I know that there, there is absolutely nothing in this world that can stop me achieving, you know, anything I want to achieve. And I think that that's what it ultimately boils down to. And that's a belief that is just like 
absolutely instilled in me and no one will ever be able to shake that. It's the best, the best kind of attitude to have though, isn't it? So um, I, I want to sure. talk about your, your latest single, um, I Love You, I Do. Yeah. Again, amazing artwork. Thank you. Um, I'm taking, is this, is this a Caitlin, is this Caitlin's artwork or is it someone else that's done this one? No, it's not Caitlin. That was given by a guy called Ryan Colleen, um, another wonderful guy. Um, he lives in, given away where he lives, but he's from, <laughs> he's from Birmingham, South Birmingham. Right, okay. Um, he's worked with so many incredible people. Um, and I, I bumped into him, um, I actually met him in Mosley in Birmingham um, and he told me what it was about. And obviously I did the work with Caitlin um, and, you know, it was just kind of like, right, let's, let's, yeah, let's see what Brian's saying. And he's produced um, the artwork for that and he's produced the artwork for, for a couple more of the, the other singles that are coming out as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I Love You, I Do was 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 a really kind of interesting song. Um, it was produced by a guy called, uh, an artist, songwriter, producer called Josh Northwood, originally from Worcester. Um, and it's a little bit different from, from where I normally am. I think it's, it's a bit more atmospheric. Yeah. It's a bit more kind of, you know, lyrically, it's a bit more precise. Um, but I think we just, yeah. we, I just kind of was relaxed. I had fun with it. And I think in terms of the song, I'm, I'm massively proud of it. And I think just kind of, um, yeah, I think just it, it speaks for itself, really. There's a lot of emotion. Um, it's a lot of feeling. And I think I, I meant every word in that song. And I think that was, that was kind of, where it was birthed from but yeah I, w- I was really pleased with how that song turned out yeah no it's really well put together and I agree with you um as well in terms of I wouldn't say it's a, a different direction of your music I just think it's a different branch of your music so obviously there's so many different stems that you sort of can use um that's just another route that you've taken and I think it worked it was um like you say the production was really good um it was well put together song and I think the artwork again was what caught my eye because I mean I was I would have listened anyway, but um, yeah, just that kind of visual of someone sort of falling and and that kind of you know just kind of makes you think. Oh, I wonder what this is about. Let me press play and see what it's telling me. So I got that from the artwork before I yeah. even listened to the song. That it was obviously all your songs have that meaning, powerful impact sort of sound around them, which I think you know works mm. really well for you as well. I appreciate. Yeah, I don't think I know. I think I've had this conversation with people in the past and I don't really know any other way to be. That's just, I'm not one of these people who just write songs for the sake of writing songs. Not that you know, there's anything wrong with that and they're all still great songs. But I just think, when I, especially when I write a song or I create a song for my own, um, you know, my own artistry and my own sound, there's always a feeling, there's always emotion, there's always, it's always real, if that mm. makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think I can't sort of, you know, the, that's that's really the only way I know how. Um, and it, I think it works and, you know, I'll, I'll continue to do so. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's just the way we keep rolling. But I think in terms of the artwork on that song as well, that's what we wanted to create. We wanted to create that kind of, because the song, it's kind of this kind of like floaty falling kind of, you know, you're in the clouds, just kind of like this, this beautiful kind of experience. And I think that was that was encapsulated yeah. in the artwork and, and, and the song, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so you mentioned new EP on the way. Mm-hmm. A couple of tracks are sorted. Six, six songs sorted, did you say? Five or six? That's five. Uh, it's five. I think uh, the, the final number's going to be set on five. But all we, it back, you know, started for four, then it went to seven, then it's five. <laughs> so I think it's going to be five now, five. just in terms of, of, you know, the time frames um, and just the general body of work. And um, so it's going to be five um, so we've got three of them cooked and 
And I think there's there's there'll be more of the same, but I think there's going to be some surprises in there for people in good ways. Like I think in you know there'll be a little thing that people aren't expecting me to come through with, and be like, I like that. Do you know what I'm saying? It would just be a little bit, you know, as I've already done previously. You know, those those different aspects. It's kind of people think they know what to expect from you, and then you give them something else, and they're like, well, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So again, that's that that's where we're going with it, and it's it's going to be along the same lines. You're the same. What I touched on earlier, it's going to be a commercial sound, but there's going to be elements of everything. There's element elements of pop, rock, you know, gospel, R and B, um, yeah. you know, all all in cap blues, all encapsulated into one, and then you've just got this beautiful kind of commercialized James Rudy sound. Yeah, no, and, and you say that James Rudy sounds, and I feel like that is your sound, and I feel that is good because I. You know, I love live instruments and I think that's probably because I love going to live music. So I'm, I'm always listening for like mm-hmm. live sounds in recorded music. Nowadays, everyone's using, and I, and I do it myself, you know, we're using things that we can make on a computer and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. when you listen to mm-hmm. something and you can, you can hear like a, I don't know, nice chords or you can hear like a, a I don't know, violin or whatever, it, whatever, whatever it is, violin. Yeah, whatever you can hear in the song, I feel like it's just, yeah, it's almost like being at live music, I suppose. It's like being at a gig, isn't it? And, mm-hmm. you know, you can't really take that away from anyone. So I'm looking forward to the EP. Um, I'm guessing we can't get the name or the dates or anything yet. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll give you the name. Um, the dates. Um, Exclusive. <laughs> being fine. It will be, it will be in the back end of summer. So it's going to be called Transcendence EP. Okay. Um, and I'll explain why it's called Transcendence EP. So back earlier to what I was talking about in terms of power of focus and um, talking about, you know, that quote you used, James, true mastery is the ability to look at something you don't want and harness an even greater power towards that which you do. Um, and what I mean when I say the word transcendence is and when I talk about the power of focus, uh, I'm talking about focusing in ways, in like emotional ways that feel better. So can you focus into an emotional state of joy, an emotional state of gratitude, an emotional state of abundance? Because when you access these higher states of emotion, that's when we kind of, you know, attract and um, create the experience in our life, experiences in our life that we truly want. Like it's not necessarily about like the action and the things you do. It's, you know, the things you do in, in terms of the emotional state you're in. Um, and I think that's what transcendence is. Um, I can pull up the definition for transcendence now um, just because um, I just want to reiterate this point um, as it's, it's, if you bear with me two seconds. So, so it's existence or experience beyond normal or physical level. So that's that's the general message of of the EP. And in terms of what's gone on in the world in the in 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 the last year, my message from this EP, my message to people is is no matter what's going on around you, like the world, the walls could be burning down around you. If you can access these higher states, you can transcend to these higher emotional states. There is absolutely nothing that can stop you. The world will bend to you if you can live in a state of joy and abundance. It really will. Like I am living proof, and I think my my continued journey will live in proof, and I will always kind of come back to this um, because, yeah, I think that's like the root of everything. To be honest, and I said that's kind of that's going to be like the message of the EP, um, and that's going to be my message. And, and as I say, particularly in terms of what's gone in gone on in the world over the last sort of twelve months. 
Um, that's what I'm saying to people is, is no matter what's going around you, the walls burning down, whatever you perceive to be like, um, like stopping you from, from creating the life and the experiences of your dreams. Like it's all possible when you find these higher emotional states. So that's the kind of a message of, of, of the project. Yeah, man, you've got to keep going. doesn't matter what's happening. You just got to push through the wall, break through the barriers and just keep moving. And I think that's, I think that's what everyone's got to do. And I'm like you, you know, very similar. I, I detach myself from news and stuff like that, all the kind of media stuff that they try and push Absolutely. through. I just, I've never, I've never had time for it at all. Um, and I still don't. So I'm, I'm with you hundred percent, you know, whatever the case is, the cards you dealt, you've just got to deal, you know, handle what you can handle with them. So, um, so I'm looking forward to the new EP. Can't wait for that to come out, and obviously I'll, I'll be pushing that as much as I can. Um, and obviously, you've got plenty of music for for the listeners to to listen to now, um, which we'll put in the, the description as well. Links to the digital streaming platforms that you're available on, or your socials as well. If you want to give them us now, you can. Yeah, I will do. So um, it's pretty much James Reedy across all of them. Um, so on Instagram, it's James Reedy underscore underscore. James Reedy on, on YouTube, James Reedy underscore underscore on Twitter. Um, I think the only one's slightly different. I think Facebook's James Reedy Music. Um, but I think even if you type in James Reedy, I'll, I'll still come up. Um, so it's R-E-I-D-Y for yeah. anyone uh, worried about the spelling. Um, and yeah, um, everything's on there. Um, all the music can, you know, more and more is going to continue, more music, more visuals. Um, and we just we just keep rolling, we keep having fun. And I think we just we just continue to build the momentum. Hundred percent, I agree, and I'll be there with you as well, building that momentum. Really, really <laughs> yeah, man, and uh, you can follow us. Obviously, the Ear to the Streets podcast on ETTS podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, James Reedy, thank you very much for giving me your time this afternoon, and uh, thank you yeah, man, looking forward to the new EP. Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Mm-hmm.